0: Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to episode 44 of Secondary Fermentation. I'm Lauren, one of your hosts for tonight, this evening.
1: (laughs) For (laughs)
2: tonight, only for tonight. Only for tonight. Not one night only. (laughs)
0: Actually, this is two nights only. Um, I'm joined this evening by
2: Nick, Joe. Yeah. Two weeks in a row, Lauren introducing us.
0: I know. (laughs) How does it feel? It's. Great. You got the
2: headphones of power on. I
0: know. I like. I like having the headphones actually. It's
2: really weird, isn't it? Like listening to everything. I think in what's your weird, ear.
0: Yeah. What's weird about it? And two, like you're in this ear, and then you were in this ear.
2: Oh, did we do them in the wrong ones? Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so it's like, ooh, okay, hey. You hear me to your He's left, but I'm to your right. I know.
2: For everyone that can't see where Lauren is pointed, <laughs> we are in opposite <laughs> ears from the orientation we're sitting in. So. Oh,
0: I guess I could just flip these around.
2: Wow! that, ready? Work smarter, Ooh. not harder. Oh, yeah, there Works you go. Works like a charm. There you go. And this is
0: actually the appropriate way to wear them. I just recognized the... Yeah, I was going to say, because
2: I plugged <laughs> them in in the correct orientation from
1: doing it for many times. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, you'd think by this episode, we would have got it because this is episode 44? 44. 44.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Fuff up.
2: 44,
1: you know, shut after, the door. After that big 40... Uh, Landmark. I feel like they all just kind of run together now. Lodi, Lodi,
2: look who's forty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel about birthdays now too. Oh, you're forty. No, not that I'm forty. I'm just (laughs) saying, like, once you hit that like milestone of like thirty, you know, anything after that's just kind of bleak and dismal.
2: Bleak and
1: dismal. Gosh.
0: Yeah. I worked this year on my birthday, so wasn't
1: that that great. Yeah, that's pretty sour. So sad. Um. Yeah, I I just told somebody the other day, I I just turned 31. I feel like when you turn 31, then you feel more in your 30s. You, yeah. When you hit 30, it's kind of like, oh, I'm 30, and you're starting your 30s. That might not make sense when I say that out loud, but when I was at 31, I'm like, oh, I'm in my 30s. I'm yeah. not just a 30-year-old. I'm, I'm in my 30s, you know. Well, when you're know.
2: 30, you know, you're 29 was just yesterday. Yeah. But now that you're 31...
1: You're been, officially old. Oh yeah, <laughs> plucked my first gray hair last week. Oh Well, really? I've been
2: I've been yeah. having some gray, having some
1: pop in lately. Yeah. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. I've had yeah. like four or five. Me you just too. pluck them too. Just some I of them. Just some of let them, them hey, stay. Well. Yeah, I took pair of tweezers. I found it. and just pulled it. Hey, this
2: is about the time that my dad started going gray, and he was completely he like was completely gray by like thirty three. That's so crazy. Makes
0: me nervous. That's why I definitely want him to go ahead and pull them.
1: But I feel like they've slowed down a little bit. If you went from your dark hair color now to gray in the next two (laughs) years, that would be insane. The rapid transition. Yeah. And then now he's got like white hair. Yeah. So it's funny. It's distinguishing, though. Yeah. And he looks good white.
0: (laughs) I think he does. I think he looks regal.
1: Like a white hair. Yeah. Yeah. I bet your mom calls him her silver fox. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nick, we don't want to know that. (laughs) I'll ask Joanne the next time I talk to her. <laughs> Joanne, if you're listening, just give us a thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs>
2: oh, gosh. Oh, man. Well, what's going on? Uh, we got a nice message today from our buddy Matt in central Florida. He sent us a nice little uh, peek of a menu. We saw a little NC love down there in Florida. Oh, yeah. A little collaboration between Casita, which is in Wilson, North Carolina, not too far from us. One of our, you know, favorite spots around here. And Magnanimous Brewing, which actually Matt had sent us a couple beers from them uh, yeah. in the past. They were pretty good. So this beer was called, what, Hopmaster Inn? It's a, an, an American IPA. Matt uh, checked it on Untapped. He gave it a, a four and a half. He says big and fruity up front with a clean bitter finish. A little bit cloudy, but fully okay with that. And it's a damn solid beer with that NC connection. Think that cool. sounds like a good review. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, Matt being a former resident of the area. I think, you know, he lived in Winston Salem or somewhere around there. So he's familiar with all these eastern North Carolina breweries and always looking for a good connection back to his his time here. So it was really cool to see that. And Casita, they're I feel like their collaboration network is just vast. They they've yeah. collabed with Everybody all over the country, it seems like at this point, and I mean, no surprise they had their collab fest earlier this year, which was spectacular. So hopefully they have another one next year. I'm sure it'll be twice as large. Yeah,
2: well, that'd be cool if like uh, Magnanimous was there, or like you know some other places that we weren't thinking. And I don't think they were there this year. I mean, I don't remember the exhaustive list of who no. was, but uh, it'd be pretty cool. I wonder if you're, if that if that beer is available around here, or if it's just something that's at Magnanimous. If they like came yeah. down, brooded with them, and then
1: hit the road, you know. You have to check if Casita has any cans of it. If it depends where they where they brewed, but yeah, actually, I got a can of uh, a Deepa from Casita today. I've got to crack into that. Cracking it, yeah. Uh, cr- cr- Cracking yeah. Maybe next year, Matt will have to come up if Magnanimous makes their trip up to a collab fest here in old Eastern North Carolina.
2: Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Seven seven point five percent ABV on that beer. Ooh. Boozy. You know what the problem is with that beer?
1: What? It's too too alcoholic. It's too not
2: alcoholic here. for this uh, episode. <laughs> 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 Would you say it's not here? It's not here. Oh god, that's a good point. That that's yeah. also that's that's that's, that's the like real. The problem bad is thing. not in
1: my mouth. <laughs> 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 it's not poured. I don't have it in my glass. I don't
2: have any in my glass. Lauren, make a selection from these Ooh, assorted wow. beers on the nah. table.
1: Ooh. These beers are all quite different, but they have one common denominator. Yeah,
0: they're all in a can.
1: They're all in they a can. They have two common denominators. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm.
0: I feel like, what would be the, what is this one?
2: We've got four beers on the table.
1: Three of them from and, Athletic Brewing.
2: Yes, and from that note... You probably know that we're, and also the, probably the title of the episode, we haven't figured out what that is yet, but it's probably going to allude to what we're talking about as non-alcoholic beer or low-alcohol beer.
0: Probably this one. Start with this one. You're going to crack that sure. open.
2: Lauren is holding in her <laughs> hand the Athletic Brewing Co. Oktoberfest. Now, I haven't really seen, I mean, I haven't been looking for these too much, but Jarvis Street Bottle Shop had some. Yeah. Uh, wow, Ooh. a little sneaky crack right there. Uh, one of our friends who's uh, pregnant had some of these, and when I saw it in the store, I was like, hmm, I want to give it a try. Let's do that. So we, we grabbed, Lauren and I grabbed the uh, Free Wave, which is our hazy IPA, and what's the oh, other yeah. one called over there? Uh, I don't remember. Run Wild. Run Wild is their just, what, plain IPA, I think. Yeah. Your American IPA. So kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of athletic brewing stuff, uh, you know, floating around social media. And just a lot of buzz in the
1: beer world.
0: But oh, yeah. without the buzz.
1: Yeah, so Athletic Brewing Company <laughs> is based out of San Diego. I, I definitely recognize their name. They've been around for a handful of years, but they've really got a hold of the, the NA or the, the low-alcohol beer market. I feel like I've seen a lot of different styles from them. Typically a lot of, like, hazy and IPAs, and I've seen some, like, Goldens and some loggers too. Mm-hmm. So... Um, You know, nothing really too out of the ordinary, but from what I've tried from them so far, everything's been really good in flavor. It's an interesting concept to have beer that is just missing one component, and that's the alcohol that it's sort of synonymous with. And
2: now these are a low, or like a no alcohol beer, but definition of no alcohol beer in the United States is less than 0.5%, right? Yes. Uh, Alcohol-free has to be... Zero. Zero or like less than .001 or something like that. I can't remember what the, But there's a difference between low, uh, no alcohol and alcohol free. Mm. Uh, and I think this is in the low alcohol or no alcohol category, right?
0: Yeah. All of the ones we have are less than .5%. So this is the
2: Oktoberfest. I'm very interested to see how this one tastes. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Well, too, like notice the port. It still had a nice head initially, but it dissipated quickly.
2: Mine's still pretty prevalent here. and. Oh. Oh, well, I mean, for some beers, some beers really lose their head, but we've got like a slight hazy top on it. It's a lot lighter than I
1: would expect from an Oktoberfest. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have that sort of rich caramel color, more of a golden color, yeah. which is uh, more like a Fest beer, I would mm-hmm. say, which I, I don't know. If it, it does is. say Fest beer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a lot so of times at Oktoberfest, you just yeah. never know if they're referring to a Märzen or a Fest beer, but...
2: What do you think of the smell?
0: It smells like a cider.
1: Cider?
2: Yeah. Just, it sm- it's it's a very sweet. specific smell to me.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Fruity Pebbles.
2: No. I was getting Apple like <laughs> a, the mat, like if you go into a brewery and they're actively mashing in, it's almost like that little sour cereal smell. Yeah. That's what I'm getting.
1: <laughs> like so hardcore. I also got cereal, but very specific cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not what I ex- like would expect bread. though to get like a, I get a really deep inhale of that kind of artificial fruit cereal smell.
2: Yeah, very interesting. Let's give it a taste.
1: Really malty backbone.
2: Yeah, but in an interesting way. Like I can't. It's so hard to describe. Gosh, I, like something's like I'm. This is drawing like back memories, no, but I can't.
1: It's almost to like, me closer to like bread dough. Or like mm-hmm. a like a really light bread that's maybe not baked all the way through. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just yeah, kinda, you almost can still taste a bit of yeast and like a I don't know. I, I guess it's not exclusive to bread dough, but any kind of dough. That's what it like the the flavor reminds me of. Um, mouthfeel is 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 pretty nice. I mean, it's soft. It's pretty light bodied. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel too thin
2: though. That's one nice thing is it's still got a little bit of... Not like watery. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're talking about a fest beer, it doesn't taste like a fest beer to me. I think it's missing a little bit of the, I don't know.
0: I think with any of these, I don't think you can go into it with the mindset that it's going to be a fest beer signs the alcohol.
2: Yeah, and I don't know. I See, that's why I got a little bit of a mixed feeling about like low alcohol beers and alcohol free beers. Cause you're yes. The alcohol is an essential component of it, but like, I don't know, we're still calling it beer. And so if you try to mold it after a traditional beer style, it's tough for it to, you know, like not fit that. And then you're mm-hmm. thinking about BJCP categories or something like the criteria has an alcohol content associated with it. So,
0: these are actually called um, non-alcoholic brews.
1: Yeah. I see them all beverage on some of these cans oh, too. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. Beer. Um, not to spoil the other cans. It's called near beer. Yeah. Near beers too. Yeah. And, but that's so, interesting because, well, that's a good point. I never thought about that with, you know, they're, they're not really held to the same standards because it's not a beer. It, it's already failing or coming short by not having the alcohol content. But I think in most cases, you know, the, the idea is, hey, we're using the same ingredients as a typical beer with your water, hops, malt, some yeast. That last part becomes a little more, a little more of a gray area with these NA or low alcohol beers or malt beverages or near beers. So, uh, but I mean, typically it's it's just it's going to be the same, same concept, same recipes, same in, you know crucial ingredients for beer, but. There's modifications in place, which, you know, we'll talk a little more about later to, to get to this point where you can have a beer that doesn't have that typical, you know, minimum of like two, three percent to maybe a 12, 15 percent you know, in some cases of alcohol. We're down to less than half a percent. So, yeah, definitely a lot of work that needs to be done there. A few different methods you can use. But at its heart, it still is. It's the same recipes of beer, but it, it, it does have. Like, this one in particular does have a different taste Mm -hmm. than if, you know, I guess if a normal fermentation were were to have occurred, we'd have a different product, I would have to assume. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't know what the method is that they use for their low, you know, alcohol stuff. The other thing, I think, with Athletic is that they try to shoot for low-calorie beers, too. So, most of the ones that I've seen are sub-100 calories. Yeah, this is
0: 70 calories.
1: 70.
2: Yeah. And, I mean... Alcohol plays a role in the, the calorie content of beer, but I think these are even lower than if they didn't have any.
1: Go check out our uh, dieting and beer episode. That was a, a fun one. I think it was maybe last, earlier than this year in the springtime, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about the effects of alcohol in, in beer and how it affects weight gain. Oh yeah, and like then
2: content and all that stuff. But yeah i mean as a beverage i've seen these as like cereal beverages as well and things and i mm-hmm. heard some stuff talking about like oh it's for like tax purposes because if it's a uh, near beer it's taxed differently than like it doesn't have the alcohol excise tax on it and stuff so mm. huh. pretty interesting from that perspective you know because i can just say oh we have a cereal beverage versus uh
1: interesting um, yeah but
2: what do you guys think about like alcohol-free beers in general and the popularity that's been going up? Cause I mean, even when we were like, you think about when we were in college and the beer scene and what was available, uh, like the only like N a thing was like, O'Douls or like Bush NA. <laughs> that's right. like all. And I'm like, how desperate do you got to be to drink Bush NA?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. I, th- I feel like O'Douls was kind of the typical prototypical, non-alcoholic beer. And I didn't really know anything else besides that until I saw some in Hazard Bush products that had the NA on mm-hmm. the the logo. But now it's cool to see them in the craft brew industry, really. A lot of, I don't want to say a lot of, but it's becoming more prevalent that you find them out at the store. Um, you know, I, I, I really, when we talked about doing this episode, I was like, where, I know you guys had some, but I was like, where where else can we get these? Besides, you know, maybe finding them at a, you know like a a bush ice NA at a oh. gas station but, <laughs> yeah. um then I recall cuz we were at Jarvis Street when Meredith our friend uh, was able to get some Athletic Brewing so I stopped by there earlier thinking I would find I knew I'd find you know some some of your domestic or you know uh and I've got this this Guinness NA that we'll do here in a bit I'm excited for that but uh yeah I know I I walked in and I was like I know about where the other NA beers have been here in the past and then Luckily, Lars was there working, and I asked him. I was, I was like, "Hey, we're we're doing uh, we're looking for NA beers," and he was like, "Oh, are you guys doing NA in November?" <laughs> NA November. I didn't even I was, know that was a thing. Is it? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know it. And So then it got me thinking. I was like, "You've got sober October. Yeah. You can do NA November. There's dry January." Yeah. December is... Uh, Don't drink December. <laughs> Don't drink December. Uh, and so I was like, uh, can we do one for like every Frick month? alcohol February. <laughs> yes. Frick alcohol. This has now
0: turned into a non-alcoholic beer drinking podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. So fatten. strap in. We're going <laughs> to...
0: Yeah. Well, we were talking today about potentially doing like a, a dry January. Hmm. I think, too, um, so kind of why people would be interested, too, in non-alcoholic beers, thinking about, like, the calorie standpoint and, um, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and you're eating a lot, you're probably indulging in alcoholic beverages, kind of packing on some pounds. um, Or you could swap it out for a less calorically dense option, that maybe offers some of the similar tastes that you're desiring. Um, So kind of thinking from a more calorie conscious perspective.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think the NA beer stuff is like a shift in perspective from beer drinking. You know, like you think about, I don't know. when I just think like when I was in college and you see those like Bush NAs and stuff and you're like, the connotation for that was like, oh, that's for alcoholics who just need something to drink that, yeah. like, doesn't have that, but they still want to have that experience.
0: Yeah, I thought that was why we we bought these beers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then, you know, no, it's like now it's more of a lifestyle thing. You know, like, I feel like synonymous with a lot of the craft beer culture and stuff are people that are doing outdoor activities or hiking or running or, you know, other sports or, you know, things like that and they just want to have a beer afterward and sometimes I guess they don't they just don't want to drink alcohol with it either be from the inebriating effects of it or the caloric intake kind of thing so it's it's interesting to see how it shifted from people just being like oh I'm going to be a little bit more health conscious about my brewing or brewing gosh my beer drinking my intake it's it's interesting mm-hmm. But it's like – because you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to pick up a six-pack of athletic brews and drink them all tonight. Because you're – that's like a different mentality, right? If you're like, I'm going to pick up a six-pack of beer on the weekend and we're just going to hang out and just – we're going to catch a buzz and, you know, drinks. But it's kind of like the perspective of like, I'm not going to drink six non-alcoholic beers because it's like, I'm going to drink six cans of Coke or six Diet Cokes or something. Like, it's just so weird, like, to do that. So, I don't know. It's a a different perspective – but yeah. it's like one to have on a weeknight when you don't feel like you're like, I don't need alcohol. I just want that multi delicious yeah. hoppy beverage taste that I love.
0: Or at, like work when you just like wanna, <laughs> wanna have a, kind of a multi-hoppy beverage it's less than half, lunch. It's less, it's less than, than, than half, half an ABV. A- B- I mean, right? People drink kombucha at work. It's fine. Oh
2: yeah. yeah I mean, it's this fermented is, beverage. Yeah. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. uh, I was listening to, I think I was, gosh, the Brewlosophy podcast talked about this uh, a bit. They did more of like an opinion piece, kind of like how we're riffing now. But they were talking about, um, they had read an article that basically the low alcohol content, like the less than 0.5% gets metabolized so fast by your liver that it's almost like, it's very difficult to get drunk off of these. Like if so you'd have to drink like 30 of them like really fast in order
1: to Oh, yeah. just
2: because you're metabolizing it as you're going along. So you wouldn't be able to keep up with the pace, I don't think. But yeah. again, why would you drink a whole bunch of them?
1: And that's what is interesting because that, that anecdote makes sense when you think about if you're taking a day where you're kind of having a, a light domestic beer, you know, every once every hour or so. Mm-hmm your sustainability throughout the day is so much higher than if you walk into a bar and immediately have like two mixed drinks. Like you're immediately just like yeah, you're catapulted into drunkenness or intoxication mm-hmm. kind of in that realm versus some days I'm like, Oh, I could just drink butch light for eight hours and not really feel anything it's just because like <laughs> it's low percent. And I'm like, I'm spacing it out and like my body's metabolizing it fast enough, whether you're doing something active or something's yeah. kind of like helping to, to drive your metabolism. But, I didn't even think about like an NA beer. It just, it would be almost impossible unless you were the fastest chugger in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just your stomach a was whole huge. Bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- ch- yeah. Ch- oh, yeah it's, you're, I also thought about, you know, it's, it's similar to the, the NA beers or the, the low alcohol beers. It's like a diet soda or like even like a, I've actually had some like caffeine free soda le- recently. Like, caffeine-free diet coke so, It's like, like i just want the taste of coke that but like, like i don't need the caffeine and, and i don't need like yeah. the extra sugar and stuff so it's kind of like with beer it's like i want the taste of beer i want like a you know nice juicy mm-hmm. tropical hazy ipa but shoot it's getting late i don't need oh, to have five percent <laughs> would, would you like some uh, yeah i really IPA? could you know go for that I do you I have one or i, I do i do i'll
0: do
1: so going to the next one here from athletic
2: well that's the thing too like You think about caloric intake, right? So this can of beer that Lauren just cracked has 70 calories in it. Uh, And I remember a couple years ago hearing the stats, like, so a high ally from Cigar City, Mm -hmm. like famous IPA, has 225 calories per 12-ounce can. So that's a ton. That's like uh, almost a a bottle of Coke is worth, you know? Yeah. And just from all that sugar and alcohol. So you're really dramatically cutting it down. And when you're drinking calories like that it's easy to you know not know how much you're taking so if you have three high eyes, it's like half your day yeah caloric it's more intake than a big the mac. day yeah I think it's nuts I mean also if you have three high eyes you're gonna be feeling it because it's not a yeah baby beer but this baby right here is this is the what the free wave mm-hmm. hazy i p a from Athletic. IPA.
1: so I think my final thoughts on the the fest beer of October fest was oh, yeah. Uh, not my favorite that I've had from Athletic. Mm-hmm. I think it just it falls a little bit flat in the flavor department. Like I said, it, it's not as complex or... I don't want to say... It, it also, it's not as traditional to the flavor I expect from a Fest beer, which is typically just a light, malty beer. It, it just didn't have that same impact in, in that department. The, the aroma was a little bit different. I want to say it wasn't bad it just was different yeah and i just like I just, I just had the impression of just kind of like a a yeasty bread or something which is
2: yeah actually you know
0: what that, it, like the back what's the aftertaste like that's what i had in my mouth like I yeah. felt like it was bread
2: or like a weird pasta like not a traditional like noodle like uh, a noodle mm. made out of a different like oh gosh not like a whole wheat noodle like but like chickpea yeah so it had kind of like that kind of a flavor to it okay. like it was like pasta alternative or something and it was a zoodle <laughs> zoodle <laughs> no I don't know just like that weird I don't know just like a that weird Adamal flavor I made pasta I made that- yeah kind of like that yeah but I don't know uh, but it makes me wonder if they use the enzymatic brewing pro like where they're basically using enzymes to digest the sugars in the beer because that seemed very low on residual yeah. sugars and that would make sense with the caloric content and like you're basically giving the yeast nothing to ferment at that point. since so there's a whole bunch of methods that we'll get into a little bit. But yeah. uh, apparently Lauren was reading that it's a pretty guarded secret
1: yeah, company. It's like to proprietary
0: company, right? information.
1: Yeah, I found that in- interesting because, yeah. you know, uh, so yeah, maybe a good time to kind of go into some of the most common methods to remove or eliminate any. We alcohol impressions on this beer oh, first. Yeah, we, we skipped over it
2: because we talked about the October. Going <laughs> the, back
1: to the Fest beer, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so this the free wave. So Ooh. a little bit of a similar smell, but more hoppy. Either that, or it's because I didn't yeah. rinse my glass. But definitely, definitely stronger aroma. Mm-hmm.
0: I like the smell.
2: A thinner mouthfeel for sure.
1: Yeah, it actually has like uh, a, a. This is a, a hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. It kind of smells almost more like a West Coast. To me, I'm getting a lot of that. Kind of like piney. Mm-hmm.
2: I
0: can get that.
1: Like maybe not a little. lot
2: of fruity juiciness yeah. like that. It's lacking it. It's hazy.
1: Certainly Check. is that that box is checked. Uh, leaving some good lace on the glass too. Yeah, it is. well still, yeah, so it's a it's a it's a lighter mouthfeel. Not too much viscosity.
2: And just a stripped down flavor. It, it reminds me of um, some of those low calorie. IPAs, you know, like, uh, what is it, R&D has the resolution. Yeah. And Lagunitas has a low-calorie one. Mm-hmm. Gosh, who else has one? I feel like a bunch of them do. Speak- Goose Island has 99. Like, they're all, like, sub-100-calorie yeah. IPAs. And I feel like they all have this similar flavor where they're super light on the malt flavor, but then really heavily hopped and dry hopped to make up for that flavor balance and that's really what i'm getting a ton with this it's just like a lot of hoppiness
1: and that point made me kind of wonder about this oktoberfest we had is that's not a style where hops are really present other than for just adding you know some level of bitterness but we're a style like a hazy ipa and you've got hops at the forefront they can really use those to, to their advantage to make a more flavorful product that obviously is lacking in the alcohol department and the fermentation is either modified or synthesized or removed entirely. So um, I feel like that's, I don't want to say it's a like crutch, but it's, it's something that you can kind of fall back on to yeah. create a product. That's actually more, more depth to it than say this Oktoberfest, which is just meant to be a malt showcase. So they kind of lack there when they're, Unable to use like yeast to produce some flavor, or they can't just overly hop it to add some some more complexity.
2: Yeah, and I think this is good refreshing beer. Like, if you were if it was hot outside or like you did run club or something, and you're stopping to grab a beer, like this would be a very refreshing beer. This would be a great beer mile beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: that's what we should have done. <laughs> there you go. Na beers for the beer mile. You know, speaking of like Anitas, you mentioned them. They have that, like, the hop refresher, water. Yes. Uh, that's also a, a nice, I don't know what they, I think it's just it's water. water. It's not it even like a water, water beverage. It's just with hop hops, flavored.
2: And there's a little bit of brewer's yeast in that. Ooh. And when I had first tried this one, I really was like, this tastes like hoppy refresher, except a little bit more, like just a little something else. I really like the Hoppy Refresher, but the biggest problem for me is that it's like 10 bucks for four yeah. bottles of water. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Like, but I love that.
0: That one brewery we went down um, in Myrtle, mm-hmm. they had a hot water for sale. Oh,
1: yes. yes. Uh, pretty dirty. dirty Myrtle. Was that what it was? Was
0: that, the, was that where we went?
2: Or no. No, it was New South. Gosh, New South, God. Dirty yes. Myrtle's a different... Yeah. They, that's a No, that's a beer that they make. New South Brewing has a Oh, Okay. No, like, These new are South. Unmarked cans. Yeah, they had unmarked uh, can. They just like had made hop, and they also had it on tap in yeah. the room, like next to regular water. It was like water, or you can have hop water for yeah. free. Like, and I'm like sick. so we bought a bunch of uh, hop water too. I really enjoy it. It's just like a great. I like seltzer a lot, so I'm like, what could be better than a hop flavored seltzer? And that's one thing I've been meaning to make. Is I bought a bunch of Citra hops to make hop water, but I just Ooh, haven't nice. gotten around to doing it yet. I don't know why. Now we've got everything packed up, getting ready for our move, so I'm not (laughs) going to be messing with that.
0: Yeah, you're not.
2: (laughs) But it's just so good, just water.
1: But what if he makes the hop water to refresh you during the move? You're Um, working hard, you're breaking a sweat, and you just need to have something crisp and refreshing. You
0: can have some real water. Sands the hop.
2: Dang.
1: I'll Mm.
0: hop over with a glass of water. For him. <laughs> also, do you know why water. they hopped made water.
2: why they made the hoppy refresher? No, because all the Lagunitas employees are getting drunk on the job. <laughs> so they, oh, geez, because they let them like have beer, but they'd be like, wow. I have too many, and they so they had this instead.
0: That's very smart. Actually. Or maybe just
1: don't let them drink on the job. <laughs> I know, Right?
2: You work in a mach- in a heavy machinery with a lot of hot boiling equipment and stuff. Maybe don't.
0: Be yeah. drunk. It's been one day since our last work-related action. Eh? <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man, I feel like if you're in production there, you should not have anything to drink. <laughs> yeah, we well, fell into the canning machine violation again.
0: We to stop yeah. production. So depressing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a. Oh, if man. you know the joke, you know. Um. Yeah. No. I, I like this one a little better, and, and maybe I'm partial to the hot flavor I'm getting here I'm not partial to IPAs I wouldn't say I'm actually a big fan of fest beers and Meritzens and German lagers but uh, I think with a non-alcoholic variation there's probably some limitations there whereas it seems like with the the IPA category and the pale ales you can actually get something a little closer to what you're expecting when you see that style on the label
2: You know, interestingly enough, you mentioned Germany or like German beers. When we were in Germany, there were a lot of alcohol-free beers. It was like, this beer, alcohol-free, alcohol-free or whatever. Oh, free alcohol.
1: Sweet.
0: um. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot more options, which we had both commented on while we were there. Um, It was just very unusual to us.
2: Yeah, because you think of Germany synonymous with beer, but then they have a lot of like completely alcohol-free options and like multiple
0: options yeah Yeah. it's not like just one option on a menu like you see if you go out to a restaurant um or even to a bar where they may have one option but yeah
2: Mm -hmm. near beer
0: so do they just suck the alcohol out of these (laughs) (laughs) like who's getting the alcohol if these don't have the alcohol in it
2: well it depends there's a whole bunch of ways that they can do it, and I yeah. think it impacts the final flavor. Mm. Like so, a lot of non-alcoholic beer or near beer. The term near beer was a lot from like prohibition. And do you remember when we went to the Saranac Brewery and we yes. saw all the cans and they talked? There was a thing about their near beer stuff they talked about.
0: Oh gosh, that's been so long ago.
2: We went on the tour there anyway, but they talked. That's how they partially survived prohibition. Was they sold near beer, which basically was wort in a can, and then you brought it home and fermented it, and it made beer. Like, that yep. was <laughs> how they got around it. Oh, I
0: do remember them talking about
2: that. So that's one way of doing it. It's just not fermenting the beer, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, wait, how do you have beer without like fermenting it? But you can. I, I think it would be taste kind of weird because wort kind of tastes weird <laughs> on its own, like, you know, malt tea. And you have to be careful with like packaging things because if you have a room temperature thing that even has a trace of yeast in it from wild sources or canning, you're going to have some uh, explosions and some uh, alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Would Whether you say was there was
0: some secondary fermentation occurring?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say that there... Well, actually, I guess it'd be the primary. <laughs> yeah, in that case, if all. you're <laughs> trying to <laughs> avoid
1: fermentation and then it just self-fermentates.
2: Well, if it was a different one that, that for, like they fermented first or modified the fermentation, it could have a secondary. But, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's one technique there is is just not fermenting it and yeah. then having
1: canned well, wort. <laughs> Lauren kind of talked about... <laughs> so to speak. Let's suck the alcohol out. <laughs> so you know, the process of what they call de-alcoholization is essentially that, and it's using, you know, uh, introducing high heat or steam to it to allow the alcohol to then rise into a condenser and it evaporates out. And so then they can extract it that way. But I saw something that was like, oh, they, you know, the, the, the heat causes the alcohol to, to rise and then It's you know sent away after it's you know condensed. It's like, well, then where does it go from there? Like, what what are they doing with it? I kind of want to know. It's like
2: distilling. It's like they're distilling beer. Yeah. It's like.
0: I catch the alcohol? Well,
2: that's weird. That's kind of like whiskey, because I mean, whiskey is malt. Yeah. So like they're distilling the alcohol off. Do they send their like na runnings uh, as?
1: uh, I can't imagine, and I imagine what alcohol is produced is not I mean, really it. serviceable for a lot of things i don't know but uh
2: no yeah it's interesting maybe they just
1: uh, yeah that's like one of the more i guess i'll say scientific but kind of kind of a, like a chemistry type practice for for getting the alcohol down i think that's to me that seemed like one of the more practical ways but it didn't seem like that's one of the more common methods. No,
2: and also you're kind of getting worried about things. So you think about like a hoppy beer. Yeah. You, If you start subjecting it to high temps, you're going to ruin those volatile, especially that's a dry hop true. beer. Those yeah. volatile hop compounds are going to get messed up by the the high heat and dissipate off, and then mm. you'll lose that. So that's one thing. Um,
1: Probably limited, limited to some styles that wouldn't be as, uh, I guess, volatile.
2: Yeah. I've seen, you know, there's some, another technique called, like, with the high temp or in low gravity, you know, it's basically using, like, coming up with a low gravity beer, so having a smaller grain bill so that way you don't have a bunch of fermentable sugars, and then keeping it at a high temp so that way the yeast can't metabolize that sugar into alcohol appropriately, so you get a lot of non-fermentables coming out of it and you don't get alcohol produced by it, so... That's a interesting method. I can imagine that. Uh, I don't know how the beers would taste this way, you know. Uh, and it's mashing at a high temp. Sorry. I say fermenting it, but you're mashing at the high temp right. and it's not. It's creating those non-fermentable sugars through those enzymatic reactions.
1: Yeah. And I think you might have suggested another method for this athletic Oktoberfest that you know, maybe they used enzymes or like a simulated fermentation instead of using a traditional yeast strain, because as we know, like brewer's yeast and a lot of the strains used for typical beers, those are going to create a lot of those alcohols by eating the sugar during fermentation. So different enzymes they can use to simulate the process, but not create the alcohol. Um, Again, they're really, I guess, chemistry science way of yeah. doing it um <laughs> that one seemed less practical because i feel like there's then it comes down to you know getting the right enzymes introduced and uh, i'm sure the cost of that is a lot more expensive too than you know you know yeast isn't exactly cheap but it's a lot cheaper i imagine than getting these these enzymes to to simulate fermentation
2: yeah and it's also too like reading about like some of the things with different strains of yeast being developed that produce less alcohol and have a lower rate of fermentation. That's very interesting. And I'm curious if that's like when these beers will really start to become refined and take off is if they can have a yeast that still ferments the beer in a way that it creates those flavors and those byproducts that we're used to while eating up those sugars and creating the final gravity that we want without producing the alcohol or doing something else with it. Like that would be very very interesting and maybe really yeah. how the flavor could be peaked cuz right now i don't think you're going to match the flavor of regular beer through any of these methods because you're doing something that's so vastly different from the standard brewing process i don't know yeah through vacuum distillation or enzymatic you know break down the sugars or non fermentation like all of these things scream not the right beer process so It's, it's very interesting and you can taste the difference. Like I wouldn't say this is a bad malt beverage or cereal beverage. It's just not like normal, like not what you think of when you think I'm going to have a beer.
1: Yeah. and, And just with really across the board with any kind of synthetic food product, it's the same, same deal. You know, if you've got, fresh cheese for example versus like a block of Velveeta that's like processed <laughs> we don't know what it actually is i mean it, it's never Velveeta is never gonna taste like you know a, a nice like block really of sharp cheese. cheddar <laughs> but it's like you know it has its place and it's like oh yeah. you know it, it still can taste good and um, it just won't be as applicable or it's, it's not going to be a true representation of of that once you start introducing any kind of like synthetic and, and i I know synthetic sounds like a really like I don't want to eat anything synthetic, but of course we do all the time. Yeah. Um, I eat plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Solely plastic. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean if you eat margarine, you eat pargarine.
1: Exactly. Margarine's. You, you don't.
0: You have we buy real butter, but
1: Real Butter <laughs> tastes Microplastics. so good too. Microplastics.
2: Did we miss any other way, Lauren, um, of making uh Um
0: there was something I saw about like binding.
1: Yeah. Um Another one I saw too, I think is more for low alcohol beer would be dilution. It's just adding more water to dilute the alcohol. Oh, content. yeah,
2: dilution that seems like a terrible technique. I don't no, know. About I think here.
1: you'd get a really flat, flavorless beer. Yeah, anything diluted is just like, it's like, why am I going to take a you know, a jug of Kool Aid and add water to it? and It's going to be half. I'm reducing the sugar content for serving, yeah, yeah,
2: basically. And it's that's weird. And then also arrested fermentation. I don't know if we talked about that. It's like only letting it ferment so far Mm. and then either like pasteurizing it or somehow knocking the yeast out of suspension and preventing it from doing any further. Mm
0: -hmm. Like with those Camden tablets. Camden tablets. And potassium sorbate.
1: Potassium.
2: Potassium.
0: Yes.
2: Should we crack open another one of these bad boys?
0: Yeah. Do you want to try the IPA or do we want to try the Guinness? already feeling so boozy already like
1: whew. boozy or bougie
0: <laughs> bougie yes
1: um i'll crack this guinness if y'all are
2: cracking up again Guinness. I'm not opposed
1: i'm kind of curious for a uh non-alcoholic malt beverage in the guinness style
2: and it's a guinness draft no less so i wonder if the nitro widget's gonna go
1: <laughs> we'll find out together
2: Oh, it did. Wow.
1: I kind of half pulled that can tab because I thought it was going to explode for a second. Thank you, Lorenzo. Yeah. Um,
2: a pint of Guinness. So, this one's going to be interesting because Guinness. It's a relatively light beer, but it's still malt showcase, right?
1: Oh, there's a lot of the nitro there. Oh. There's a little nitro ball Uh in there. Yeah.
2: Looks like a Guinness.
0: It does. It looks just like a Guinness.
2: Smells like a Guinness.
0: Shiver me Guinness.
2: Shiver me Guinness, did you say? Yes. Very interesting. Like, the nitro head, I mean, it's still super creamy, all that.
1: Oh. Yeah. So, what's funny is (laughs) this beer actually, for me, reminds me of a time uh, for one of my friend's weddings... It was actually the day of the wedding and uh, all the groomsmen, we were going out to this bar to do photos and one of the guys in the the bridal party, he, I don't know, he'd apparently been drinking that morning or something and he was already like two sheets to the wind and we're like, we got to get this guy sober by, you know, four o'clock for the ceremony and part of the plan was to go to this bar down the street from the venue and like get a beer like maybe do a shot do some photos like cheersing like having a sip of beer all that and we're like we can't give this guy anything so <laughs> we went there and somebody got to the bartender right away And we're like do you have anything not non-alcoholic like beer that we could give him she's like well i've got like an na guinness um and, and we're like do you have regular guinness and she's like yeah so i was like well i'll get guinness give him the na guinness <laughs> and so she's like okay i got you she then proceeded to pour just the tiniest bit of real Guinness foam on top to give it that like pure Guinness look <laughs> that smart. that nice collar. And so we're like, oh, this is beautiful. So the whole time the guy is drinking these, he has like a couple of these N.A. Guinnesses and it's just no idea. And he's like halfway through and he's like, whew, man, I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all trying not to die laughing like Drew. It, it's the most, it's like the perfect example of uh, like, I guess being in uh, impressionable I don't know oh, Yeah like, yeah. Power yeah. suggestion maybe Yeah um, And I think he tried to do a shot and, and we're like We can't get away without Like We can't give him like f- Coke He'll know it's Coke like, <laughs> yeah. So We couldn't do that one But uh, We just said Oh Drew You, you already had your shot Or oh, hey Drew You haven't you finished your beer yet <laughs> But uh, no That was Perfect it, it, And it, to me It looks like Guinness already mm-hmm. Even without the uh, The natural Guinness head on it Or the Alcoholic Guinness, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, it tastes good, too. See, this tastes more like...
0: It reminds me of something, though. And I can't put my finger on it. It well, actually reminds me of... It would get wet if you did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It tastes, to me, very similar to Guinness, but there's, like, It's just some, missing a little something. Yeah. Like, I think it's a little sweeter.
2: It is a touch mm-hmm. sweeter and a touch thinner. Mm. Which, Guinness is a light lighter beer anyway, but it's i think even thinner
1: yeah what is a is a guinness around like 4%? four percent something percent yeah. yeah so really we're we're only like three and a half percent <laughs> off yeah uh well four percent right 0.0 this one is oh i thought it was
0: no it says less than 0.5 yeah. there's oh, a didn't big it say zero. zero on the front so there's a big zero it says non-alcoholic and it says contains less than 0.5%. oh i'm
2: thinking of the heineken one that's like there is no alcohol in this home. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which we had that already on the podcast.
2: <laughs> From your yeah, fat pit you, fun box. Oh, you yeah. tricked us.
0: <laughs> well, no, that wasn't a trick.
1: It was an LC pick of the week.
0: I don't think so. It was that was a baby can. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah like that was at the beginning of the show I thought.
0: Yeah. The Bush uh lattes were It was a Bush <laughs> was, heavy. The Bush heavy, that yeah. was the trick. Never going to well, what's there. funny is I was going to actually choose one of these for my pick of the week, which I did not because we made this the topic of our conversation. So,
1: mm. yeah, that would be a stumper. Yeah.
0: Non, non alcoholic.
1: Non, non alcoholic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I think this one might be one of my favorites just because it's more familiar. Yeah. I'd say this one is a good one to be like, I want a Guinness, but I don't want any alcohol. The other ones are more like, it's hot outside, I need a refreshing beverage that's not water or, you know, something else. You do that. Or I'm, like, hot and going to get dehydrated so I don't want to drink a bunch.
0: Yeah. Like, for um, an outdoor cookout or, like, laying by the pool where you should probably not get too intoxicated. Maybe, like, Mm -hmm. every other beer you have, have an N.A.
2: That would be a great segment for these i think would be to throw these in the mix with your other beverages so you're not drinking a whole bunch of things yeah you're you're like every other one have you know one of these and cut it back or
0: like when you guys go playing uh disc golfing
2: When we go playing disc golfing. (laughs) That sounded really funny to me for some reason. It's like when you guys go playing disc golfing. When you go out there. You you sounded really like Eastern European. The alcohol each time you You you, guys play the frisbee. You
0: play the frisbee. You throw it at the goal of the basket. You you play frisbee golf. That's
2: for girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. I guess what are your thoughts on NA or low alcohol beers? compared to um i guess i say na low alcohol beers but i mean like the the sub 0.5 segment versus lower abv beers like uh, for example that place we went in bozeman lauren that shred oh, yeah. brewery they
0: could, well they could only have um no that was that the place that no happened? that
2: was you Only could only have x amount of beers oh, per okay that they could serve you but no this that shred monks place's philosophy was like we want you to be able to have a beer after this and that but kind of a similar mission i think what athletic is but they actually brewed things that were around three percent four percent you know like three and a half two to four percent was like where their portfolio sat and they had a lot of good beers i mean they They that was actually one of my favorite places too they had a slow pour pills they had uh some sours they had some hazies but everything sat in that like 2 to 4% ABV mark. I guess what are your guys' thoughts on the philosophical, you know, yeah. beings of beer? Where where does those lie on the spectrum? Are these in the same category or are they different things to you?
0: I think they're different um, because all of those beers still tasted like beers to me. Um I think, well, or my interpretation of what a beer is supposed to taste like. And when I'm reaching for a beer, what I want it to taste like. Um, I think, you know, I relate this to like spaghetti squash and spaghetti noodles. <laughs> like you can't go into it thinking you're going to have a bowl of noodles like with you your spaghetti squash. Beers? Yeah. yeah. So like I can't go into it with the mindset of this is going to taste just like this hazy IPA that I want to drink, but it's not going to have alcohol because... There's something inherently different with the whole process of how it's made and why you're so drawn to certain flavors is part of that whole fermentation process. And if you're modifying an aspect of that, you're not going to get the same end result. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't go into it with the mindset that this is going to be a great hazy IPA just without the alcohol. Yeah. I think what that place was really nice because they all had I thought really high quality tasting beverages and we were able to enjoy oh, yeah. more of it and it was really good for us too cuz we were kind of doing a brewery tour of our own that day yeah. so needed to keep our wits about us.
2: Yeah, it was a great start. I mean, awesome beer. It was pleasure. Mm-hmm. that place all around just a good vibe. We had like the best bread oh, gosh, ever. That bread like and the butter. We're like, this is just Ooh. bread. How is this so good? And it was. <laughs> it was, and it the was waitress so was bread. like, "I know, right? It's just like bread, but it's so good. And we're
1: like, <laughs> There's something it in is. the bread."
2: Yeah, but yeah, just everything about that place was was really cool, and I I like that concept. It's funny. It's like a transition in a in a beer drinker's uh, journey. I feel like it's like okay, we're drinking domestic lagers. You know, but, you know, we're drinking, we're going to pick up a case of them. And then it's like, well, what's the strongest beer that I can find? And then it's like, you know, what's the most bitter beer I can find? Then it's, what's the most hazy, juicy, hoppy thing? And then it's like crazy stouts. And then it's like, I enjoy the taste of this and I Mm want to have a low alcohol package so I can enjoy more of them and not, you know, be super intoxicated Right. Like that. So it's it's just funny, like you go from the spectrum of like give me more A B V to give me less A B V. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're kinda of come full circle.
2: Less is more.
1: And my thought too on your post question was there you know, there are certain styles where it's prototypical to be low A B V. You know, you've got like a Berliner Weiss is is really always gonna be in that like three, four or maybe five percent range. Um, you know, looking into some other styles like A kvass is going to be really low. And it's a cereal-based, you know, beverage where technically under a beer umbrella, but really low ABV, like a light lager, a lot of English ales are really low ABV by definition, by Mm -hmm. standard. And then you bring, um, like a Session IPA, kind of, I put there too. But then you bring in these NA beers, or like the low alcohol beers, and the intention is to bring like a style that typically would be higher, and let's... Eliminate the alcohol which I think To me it just It brings a lot of benefit for like Expanding the options for somebody That wants to be low Alcohol or really reduce the amount Of calories they're getting from beer by Cutting out alcohol but like I said Partake in some of the same activities Maybe not feel Terrible the next day or be able to Drink it for longer and Just enjoy yourself and have your wits about you Um, So I think That they each have their own place in the, like, full spectrum of beers, you know. There's days where you want to have a really boozy Imperial Stout, and then there's days where it's like, you know, I just want to have a, a refreshing, sour, light beer that's going to not, you know, really affect me after I you know, have it with dinner. It's just going to kind of be a, yeah, an just... afterthought. But then, you know, you kind of find opportunities. This opens up, I think, a lot of opportunity for people. Um, for one, it's, hey, I'm... I'm I'm dry, I don't drink at all, but I want to, like, socialize. I still get to have that feeling. I get to try those flavors my friends talk about in a beverage that I've never drank. Um, I think that's one nice aspect of yeah. it, too, that we don't really think about because, you know, unless we do dry January or something like that, you know, we're not typically looking for low alcohol or no alcohol unless it's for the reason of, you know, health or, mm-hmm. you know, a choice to to make a a good decision for your longevity at the beach one day (laughs) or at the pool. So (laughs) being responsible and whatnot. So I like, I mean, I like it. And I like that. I'm encouraged by the options we had. This Guinness really surprised. I would have thought out of the three, because it's not like a craft brewery that makes this, Mm -mm. but Guinness has been around forever and Mm -hmm. the recipe itself. And, and the, I guess the simplicity of the beer of a Guinness draft plus It already being a low ABV beer, I mean, yeah, shouldn't be that surprised. It's actually a really solid option.
2: Yeah, and plus, from such a macro place, like they're gonna make sure their content is, you know, or their stuff is like refined.
0: I think it all comes boils down to to what your intentionality is. So, like, what is your intent for, like, whatever beverage you're reaching for? Um, Are you just trying to get that high ABV because You just want something quick and efficient. (laughs) Like, what's your goal here?
2: I mean, I think it all has its place. And like Nick was mm -hmm. saying, it adds another category of things that you can have. Because sometimes it is nice to catch a little buzz and just like, you know, just have a few beers and just be like, I'm feeling good. You know, feeling great. It's a Saturday afternoon. I'm feeling... Fine, and then yeah. there's sometimes where you're like, mm. I
0: feel great. I feel great. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it feels so good, morning, guys. So great. <laughs> uh,
2: no, but then there's times where yeah, like you just want to have something that's not water or yeah. not this, and
0: if you got to be productive, you, you got, got stuff flavors. to do, like you know, moving a house. Um, yeah when you move stuff. houses
2: you got to pick up a whole house and move it. exactly it's hard work
1: exactly yeah. so you need to Break enjoy
0: um non-alcoholic beer so that you um can be productive
1: driving <laughs> then, you all back and forth
0: exactly and then you already have a tasty beverage ready to kind of quench your thirst that's not <laughs> water <laughs> you know yeah
1: yeah, because nobody, be like you water. shouldn't move drunk. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh <laughs> you should gosh. be very
0: still, actually. Don't move at all. <laughs>
2: should we crack open that last one? Um, well, leave I think it for it's day? actually
0: time for Elsie's pick of the week.
2: Elsie's pick of the week. <laughs> well, I guess final summary.
0: Okay, yeah. I guess we can go to the final summary. I just want to
2: get your final thoughts on these beers. Would you buy this regularly? Mm-hmm. Good question and do you consider it beer
0: um i think it's like beer product um, (laughs) or like near beer i think near beer would be a better way to phrase it yeah because again it's it's not beer in the conventional sense i feel like your fermentation that fermentation process is what really defines beer in general and so i think a near beer is a more accurate way to represent
2: it yeah I feel the same way as you. I feel because I mean, part of that for like the fermentation is the magical part of beer brewing. And it has been for thousands of years as we humans have been brewing beer, you Mm -hmm. know, for a long time. It was magic. Like literally they're like this goddess is controlling the (laughs) fermentation and it's freaking awesome. And then like not even that long ago, we discovered what yeast were and why it happens. But that definitely, I think, is what makes Beer, beer, and alcohol is always going to be, I think, a, a component of that to me. Yeah. That being said, I would buy this again, and and I think it has a it has a place, it has a place in the fridge.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think you can keep them around. I think I would buy them for the right occasion. I I, I don't think I would reach for an NA near beer all the time, but I, no. I would probably find. And I think that it's good to try them because then you know at least what you like. And I would probably drink most of these. I'm not sure I would go for the Oktoberfest again, but no, no need to really. Because you can get
2: a real Oktoberfest yeah. for not that, you know, yeah ABV cost. My biggest thing with this is the price. They're pretty expensive. Oh, how
0: much was it? I, didn't I don't know, but sure I think that. like
2: a case of them is like 30 something dollars.
0: No, it is not. We did not spend that much.
2: Well we only bought a six pack.
0: Oh, how big is a case?
2: Case is usually like twenty four beers. Did Let they me
0: look sell twenty four packs? That I feel like that would be an excessive yeah, amount.
1: I think the cans <laughs> I got from Jarvis, the Guinness was two or three bucks and then it was I think four bucks for the Oktoberfest from Athletic. Which I'm not, I mean, that one's a craft beer, so I'm okay. not you made by a craft brewing company. So I think it's fair because it's so slow loading. pretty on par for other beers that you're buying in most cases from what I've observed. But again, then it brings into the question, like, am I, should I be paying the same price or maybe more in some cases for a product that is missing the alcohol, which does, I mean, it provides, it's a value added component of beer, And so, if you take that away, it's like, I'm paying, shouldn't I get a discount? (laughs) Um, Yes. Depending how you want to look at it, but.
0: It's funny, too, because in Europe, what we noticed was um, the price of water, because you pay for water, Mm. um, is actually usually more expensive or just the same price as beer. So, it's like, well, why would I drink water? I can just drink some beer. I Um, brush
1: my teeth with beer. Yeah. (laughs) Take a shower in beer.
0: Yeah. But there was one day I wanted a Coca-Cola light. And I was like, yes, I want that. I so want they light. call it Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola light? light? Yes. Nice. Well,
2: it's like a separate product. It's like, it has calories, but it's like lower calories. Wow. Low-cal. It's
0: actually really good.
2: So this is more expensive. So that's the thing. It's more expensive than regular beer. Well, so there's a, a lot involved is, in that process. A six-pack is $15.
0: Okay. That sounds more accurate.
2: So it's like three-something per yeah. beer. Um. And like a case. So a case of beer, you can get a variety case. It's $38. So
0: I don't think I want a whole case. Like I would want to have a variety because this is not yeah. something that I would want to drink the same thing over and over and over again.
2: So they have a whole bunch of varieties. They have, uh, I mean, like they have a ton of them. They've is got, this athletic brewing? or yeah, is this, just Yeah, just athletic alone. They have... Uh, want another a different ipa they have a chelada nada they have a wit beer they have
0: well didn't they win um something in a beer category
2: i brown ale i don't know probably
0: like not just a, a non-alcoholic beer category they won something from a beer process um but it wasn't exclusive to the non-alcoholic genre
2: i don't know Okay. There are some logos on here, but they got a golden ale, they've got the hazy we tried, they got the IPA we tried, you have an extra dark, hometown harvest IPA, blueberry mosaic IPA, like a whole Ooh. bunch of things. But uh they still have more than that. I just don't I'm not gonna list their entire catalog. Right. But yeah. All right, I guess we've uh finished that. LC's pick of the week, what you got?
0: Assume your positions.
1: So this would be interesting if we can actually now taste a noticeable difference having a beer with alcohol after drinking a few different NA beers or NA it's malt beverages. It's gonna make us instantly drunk.
2: Oh my gosh! I had a third of a of an alcoholic beer.
1: Uh. I smelled it. I'm buzzed. Okay, getting uh, some Ooh. hop forward aromas. Mm-hmm.
2: Fruity. Did not pour well from the can
1: Smells good I'm getting some like orange Like some tangerine or
2: Yes, yes, definitely Uh, Clementine, uh, tangerine
1: Maybe even some like grapefruit too It's a little bit of that uh, Because grapefruit has the citrus But also a little bit of uh, Tart bitterness
2: Yeah Smells good Let's see how it tastes Smells sweet too
1: Mmm Yeah, really juicy, citrusy flavor, too.
2: So, like, this versus that other hazy IPA, night and day, like, this feels, like, thick compared to it. But it's still not bad. It's, like, just a juicy, wet mouthfeel.
1: Makes me wonder if some of the mouthfeel, well, I have to imagine some of the mouthfeel is from the yeast being active in a beer. (laughs) Was that funny?
0: It was. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: it's
1: active active yeast
2: alright um, so I guess I just gotta say this is uh, New England IPA I'm gonna look at it now not as hazy as I thought it would be to be honest it's hazy but it's not like one of those completely opaque hazy beers
1: hmm. I like it, it's really good it's tons of tons of different like citrus notes But also, there's some other fruit Mm -hmm. character. It's like a. Almost like pineapple or like tropical.
2: Yeah. Or like a. I get a little like green melon with it too, but. I don't know. I feel like I always kind of detect that.
0: I think it's very interesting coming off of. um, Pineapple vibes for sure.
1: Yeah, coming from the. I think the Guinness to this is Mm -hmm. fun too.
2: After I've taken some sips and I can dip my nose in there, I kind of get like a pineapple juice reminiscent aroma.
1: Yeah. It does like if you open a can of like sliced pineapple.
2: But I don't think it's like extreme tropical fruit. Like I don't think it's like dragon fruit, passion fruit, guava kind of a vibe. It's more your traditional warm climates. Did you guess what style it is? Yeah,
1: I I like the New England IPA. Reveal
2: it, Lauren. No. Uh, No? You're
1: not going to reveal it?
0: (laughs) You're wrong. Well, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Okay. Um, this is Collective Arts Radio, the Mothership. This is a West Coast Deepa. <gasps> this
2: is a double IPA
0: mm-hmm. at eight point five percent. So, like, really, in comparison to our non-alcoholic beers that we've just consumed, what? this is weighing in at eight point five percent. So it um actually is really juicy for a West Coast Citra, Simcoe and Mosaic hops.
1: Mm. Citra hops for sure.
2: How is it so fruity, juicy? Like, okay, I could get like citrus.
0: Let me see what my friend do
2: And it's hazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that like I, I And know, it's not
2: bitter. Like it's really not bitter at all. And when I think of West Coast double IPA, yeah. I think of bitter beer.
1: That's what threw me off is I would not have gone with the double IPA, if, even knowing that it, it tasted a bit like it tasted stronger. That also could have been like a perceptual thing because we just we went just from had all those three yeah. mm-hmm. like no alcohol beers, but I was like, okay, this is a little bit stronger. I was thinking maybe high six or like seven percent. I didn't think eight. Yeah, plus territory. But Radio the Mothership. I like that name. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So Untapped Sounds like has a band. Um, the style guide as fruity, bitter hops, berry, hmm. mango, peach. A wonderful interplay between the earthy bitterness, the nuanced fruity berry character, and the piney, funky, tropical depth. The resinous character of the hops shows through in a tongue-coating mouthfeel. You'll really feel saturated by all the hops. Saturated.
1: Delicious. Did they not mention citrus at all? No. Well, they said berry (laughs) and peach, which I can see that. The mango, out of the three, actually, I was like, mango is the only one I can I can see. Peach, I was
2: feeling, but I, my problem is I feel like I always feel like I'm getting peach notes. Like, I don't know, I need to eat a fresh peach every once in a while to recognize One time my, there's
1: peach, and it's like, ah... I don't yeah. think it's
2: peach, but... Um, Berry. Interesting. interesting. But the resinous, I don't really get a lot of resin out of this, do you? No,
0: and it's interesting, too, because it says it's 100 IBUs.
2: Here I we are drinking a non-alcoholic Guinness, like, and then we're like, we, our, our we can't even a freaking hundred IBU. Like, this just does that not. Then doesn't it? Me. Does not. I mean, it must be just superbly balanced with the. I mean, I, also, I mean, but also, those IBUs are coming off calculated, you know, calculated. And it's not perceived bitterness; it's what the calculated IBUs based on the I perceive alpha no acids. No
0: bitterness, sir.
2: Pour me some more. Let me, with all this context in mind. Let me see. I enjoy it. I think I want to start a band called Radio the Mothership. <laughs> Sounds like a sweet indie band name. That's all I get? Yeah. Rude. Oh, you're... Oh, pff, Jen.
1: Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Pumpkin wants some. Put a little splash on his water dish.
2: Yeah. Pumpkin's a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> probably should clarify. <laughs> 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 Not like a baby with a water dish or anything. Yeah.
1: Go back to your cage and drink <laughs> out of your water dish if you're thirsty.
2: <laughs> well, Lauren, you've absolutely fooled us. Bamboozled us once again.
0: I know, it wasn't intentional.
1: Well, and it stinks when it when it's an IPA, because there's typically like a finite number of directions you can go with it. Yeah, and we it's went like, the wrong way. We went the opposite I, I think way, allegedly. I
0: would have I went in the same direction you went. That's why I was I got the I'm appearance was the only also. thing.
1: The appearance of this
2: beer was the only thing that made me think that, I, that we could be wrong. Because it wasn't hazy. Because it was, it's hazy, but it wasn't like, oh. it didn't look intentionally like hazy, you know, oh. like haze bomb. But dang. Well, you can outro us, Lauren, since you intro us.
0: Absolutely. Um, we really thank you for listening we to learn? this. Um, I forgot to episode ask what today. We learned. So, yeah, what did we learn today, folks? <laughs>
2: Uh, I learned that, uh, you know, N.A. beers have a, a little segment of their own, and it's not just Bush, N.A., or Duels anymore. We're
1: not in Kansas anymore. Not in Duels, Kansas anymore. <laughs> um, I actually, so I, I learned in a broad sense that, you know, the that there's still more that I want to learn about the process or the uh, the implementation of these new yeast strains that have been developed to sort of stunt some fermentation while still giving that same sort of process that, that chemistry is still going on. But it's um, an area that I didn't really get as much of an opportunity to dive into. So I want to do some more research into those different yeast varieties because I do think the yeast, it, this, this really... This experience kind of really solidifies the idea of how much importance that yeast actually has on flavor as well, and the the aromas and the flavors that it produces. And so when you separate that, or you're trying to maybe eliminate fermentation, you're also as a byproduct eliminating some of the some of the mouthfeel, the flavors, and the aromas you're used to. So that's an area I want to kind of pursue more. But I I did learn a great deal about it already. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: What did you learn, Lauren?
0: Um, I learned that these brewery companies are just really shysty with their proprietary information and they keep their specifics as to how they make these beers on lock. Shysty.
2: Yeah. All right, now you can outro us. All
0: right, thank you. Um, we really have enjoyed sitting and talking with you guys <laughs> <laughs> um, during whatever time period it is that you're listening to us. Um, we i can't remember what i'm supposed to say but you know we've really enjoyed having you here (laughs) um if you want to let us know how we're doing have suggestions as to (laughs) what topics you'd like us to cover feel free (laughs) to click like subscribe click
2: like subscribe what we
0: have an instagram account at east carolina beer um we have a twitter that um, please at don't east ever tweet beer. us don't do you that you can tweet tweet
2: us okay. i think you're suspended about yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: like um there's a facebook account as well there's an email address um that you could also email us facebook
2: east carolina beer and brewing mm-hmm. email east carolina beer at gmail.com
0: yes whatever your preferred um method of communication is anything you want to reach out just let us know how we're doing um if there's anything you want us to do differently <laughs> we, okay you're yes. seeking a lot of feedback right now <laughs> we take feedback just really leave us well. a review
2: on uh, your favorite podcast platform yeah. uh, you, you reach out to us five us. stars yeah if you want future topics you can really give them the dissertation but thanks for listening i think that wraps us up Thanks for
0: listening. I think that wraps this up. (laughs) Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.